Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Galinsky and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everyone. We're so happy to be back. Before we even begin, I want to remind you that their episodes one and two are really important foundational episodes. So if you're just finding us now, you want to go back and hear those before tuning in today's episode. I'm here with Dennis Becker today talking about the top four most terrible tactics used to manipulate. And they are blame, bullying, name calling, and public humiliation. And we're going to cover them in that order. Doesn't that sound like fun? So we're going to start with blame. I had a great magnet, Dennis knows. I always talk about this magnet I loved. It said, I didn't say it was your fault. I said I was going to blame you. And a lot of us have had that experience where something is actually not our fault, but we're being blamed for it. And this is something that a manipulator will do. Uh, And they will do it with such dexterity and and nuance that you're not even sure if it's happening, but it creeps up on you. And all of a sudden you're apologizing and trying to fix something maybe that's not even in your control. And the story that came to mind when we were preparing for this was when I turned 40, I organized a cruise for all my girlfriends. And it was about 18 of us. And we had the first three days, we had some bad weather. And one of my friends got seasick and she came, she was complaining a lot and she had me feeling so bad and was upset about how much money she spent, was upset about her vacation was ruined, was upset about all these things. And I guess I had taken it on and I was trying to figure out what to do When another friend of mine pulled me aside and said, you're not responsible for the weather. Why are you so worried about this? It's you planned a great trip. We're all having a great time. She's the one having a terrible time. That's her responsibility. And it really comes back to we are all responsible for our own happiness, our own experience. And but sometimes we have to be reminded of that when we're around someone who makes us feel responsible for their feelings and their experiences. And that's really where blame comes in. When you talk about manipulation, boy, it's a really easy thing for manipulators to do, you know, and it can happen on the smallest. Well, this never would have happened if you'd have been on time. Exactly. You get that sort sort of just sort of comes up and you can say it about anything. Well, if you knew more about tomatoes, we would have had a better tasting pasta. Or something, you know what I mean? Yes. It can happen in so many ways that don't that don't feel overt, but boy, they're there, and you feel it, and they know very well that they they've used it on you. So my favorite was my mom yelling at us if she's like stubbed her toe, and it was because <laughs> somebody didn't push the chair in all the way, you know. So <laughs> it gets a little bad. it gets a little ridiculous. Um, so how do you deal with that sort of a thing? Well, there is a technique to deal with this tactic that we call blame, and The technique that we're going to suggest to you today is called the broken record. Now, broken record, it's effective 
It means you have to repeat the same phrase every time you say the blame statement that's directed to you. Yes, absolutely. And that technique comes from a book called, the, I think it's called The Dance of Anger. I don't know if mm-hmm. you even know this, Dennis, but in, mm. in high school, my very best friend's mother was a psycho uh, psychologist and she had this book and it's just a brilliant technique. Good, good. Any of those that we find, we'll pass along to you, by the way, in addition to those that you'll find in our book. So what do you, how can you deal with it? What do you do? Now, you may remember we talked about ethos, pathos, and logos in the earlier episodes, as Robin mentioned. And so if you are dealing with a manipulator who is using this tactic of blame and making you feel responsible for that, here's how you use the broken record technique to defend yourself in real time. If it's an ethos person, in other words, your manipulator is a person who, you know, uh, feels entitled, feels very special, feels as though that they are they are really somebody unique and special. You can say something like, well, I'm surprised that someone with your ability has misinterpreted this and I refuse to accept any blame. That's now, very important. That last sentence. I refuse. End, to, absolutely. And you I have refuse. to say refuse. To accept any blame. Exactly right. You say this with a determined sound, as you just heard Robin demonstrate. You say this with a determined sound and do not hesitate. Say the whole thing, the whole sentence at one time, the whole thing. I'm Keep surprised that's, oh, sorry, I thought you were no, telling just, me to do no, it. No, I was just going to say, in addition to to being deliberate about the way you sound, you got to keep your volume steady. You don't want to be shouting or you don't want to lose it like you're losing control. Keep your volume steady. Make eye contact if you can. And if you can, look directly at that person because that makes them feel the importance that they think they have. This is an ethos person. If your manipulator is an ethos person, this is the way you deal with that. Go ahead, Robin. I'm sorry. Pathos would be next. Yes. Pathos person. These are people who operate on emotion. Yeah. Now, if your manipulator is a person who operates on emotion and a very emotional person, what you say back is this. Well, I can see that it's easier for you to feel good by blaming me. Gee whiz. But I refuse to accept any of the blame. Same thing. Say this with a sense of having just exposed the game. You recognize what's happening. You use a strong tone, tone, louder than softer. Don't shout. It makes you sound desperate if you shout. So you don't want to do that. But you do want to sound decisive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So pathos people need you, you to, to see practice. that. Yeah. And this is with all these things, you've got to practice it a little bit so that it comes out in your way. We're just giving you an example of the type of words you put it in the words that fit your person. But if it's an ethos or a pathos person, you want to be like that. Now let's talk about one more. That's the logos person. Now, this is a person who is who, who whose personality, whose operation is based on logic. They think they're very logical people. So if they're blaming you, it's a logos person, you say this. If you've been able to review all of the parts of this issue, it's hard to accept that you conclude I'm not reasonable or, or that I, I refuse to accept any blame. The important thing in there are the words, right? So Dennis, the words used, if you've been able to review all of the parts, logos people care about facts, data, So that's why we're using that language with them. It's not necessarily if you're a pathos person, it's not your language. It's their language meant to move them and conclude that's a a more direct facts, data, evidence type word. 
Yes. Now, like we were saying with the others, you say this with a determined tone. You don't want to sound as though you, you know all the parts of the issue and that there's no way you're to blame. You don't want to say that. You could even ask them to review how they came to their conclusion. You're logical, remember, not emotional. And your demeanor has to be quite effective in that way. You we may go old. a little bit longer on this episode because there's so much to cover. Oh, yeah, but Dennis, I think the fact that we have that sentence, whether it's ethos, pathos, or logos, I refuse to accept any blame. That's Short sentence. We should yeah. introduce color words because yeah. the way you say that sentence could be very different. Okay. So here's a technique that is very effectively used. And we're going to give you a new term. You just heard Robin use it. It's, the term is color words. Now, it's not as though we have 10 of them. Any word can be a color word. It simply means that a sentence that, you know, if you put it in writing and it comes out black and white, okay, there's no any emotional when you look at it on the page. But people talk in a way that sometimes if you say one word in the sentence a little bit differently, it changes the meaning of the sentence. So if I say to you, for example, if I say, uh, today is a nice day, every word gets equal emphasis. Today is a nice day. Well, use the I, sentence we I, have. Well, wait a minute. If I say to you, today's a nice day, the day just got nicer. And what did I do? I took the word nice and I did something with it. I colored it a little bit. That's what we mean by color words. So in the in the sentence that we're using, the, the, if we, we said about logos, if we said, remember, it's a logos person, very non-emotional. You say, if you've been able to review all of the parts of this issue, it's hard to accept that you conclude that I'm responsible. I refuse to accept any blame. So you see, I colored a certain couple of words there. Did you get it, Robin? Yeah. And if we take that sentence, I refuse to accept any blame, it changes the meaning if you say, I refuse to accept yeah. any blame. I, I refuse, refuse to, accept. to accept any blame. I refuse to, I refuse to accept any blame. Yeah. Any blame. So any each word, word you it, it slightly right. changes the meaning of the sentence. So you want to play with that and decide which word is most important to you to emphasize and right. practice. Exactly. Exactly. This is, this is, you'll hear, hear us use these terms like color words in other examples that we give you. So it's a very important thing to be able to do. Now, people do it naturally anyway, but we want to call it out to you so that you use it strategically, specifically in certain words and certain sentences that will make you sound even stronger when you're defending yourself. But as and, far as blame goes, because I'm going to have Dennis, you're going to move on to public humiliation and name calling. As far as blame goes, if you start feeling badly, if you start feeling responsible for something, just take a pause and mm -hmm. really check in and say, am I responsible for this? Is this within my control? And if it's not, don't take it on. Right, right. Doesn't, and by the way, it doesn't matter really if you say these things fast or slow. You can use your normal daily speed of speaking. What matters is the exact repetition of the words, as we were just saying. In most cases, don't give the satisfaction of establishing eye contact with this technique, by the way. You don't have to have eye contact with this technique. The message you are communicating is they're not worthy of your eye contact. Just re keep repeating the same sentence. I refuse to accept It's the broken blame. record. Those of that's, you who don't that, know, records would skip back in the day. In the and they would, days. when they skip, they'd say the same thing over and over again. I just realized we might have that's, people that's who right. never well, that's why, played that's records. That's why we, why we called it the broken record 
technique. Maybe that was my <laughs> idea because I'm the old guy here. Maybe, I don't know. But it, no, it's, it's no, correct. it's from the dance of anger. Okay, so let's move on <laughs> right. to public I want, humiliation. No, no, wait, and... I want to talk about bullying while I'm right here. I want yes. To talk about bullying because yes. that's kind of related. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. That is because what's next bullying this, and name this, calling because those can be close cousins. Bullying is something that I, I think probably all of our our friends are familiar with because sad to say it's a very common attack. These it's are, become a hot topic. These are verbal, personal attacks that intimidate. Even nonverbal behavior can be part of bullying. And it, it gives you, bullying brings on a negative, aggressive energy that causes you to feel insecure. If your manipulator is successful using bullying, you feel insecure. Or scared. Or scared, of course. I love that you use the word energy, Dennis, because we are, we're talking about communication and words. However, it is an energy with the bullying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be used, as, as we know, mm-hmm. with other tactics, hand in hand. Oh, yeah. That's that's an interesting point, too, Robin, because so many of these techniques, uh, these tactics that we'll talk about are used in tandem and sometimes two or three or four at a time. So yeah. It can be really hard for you. I mean, you're a target and, you, you know, they know exactly how to aim at you and they don't just come to you one at a time. We're we're talking about them one at a time. But as you learn them. And you, of course, you experience them. But as you learn how to deal with them, you'll have to learn how to, to blend your techniques in dealing with the tactics that they're using against you. So bullying is one of the most popular ones to use in conjunction with other things. That's why but we're, we're building your repertoire by exactly. bringing them down to that granular level and separating them. Okay. So what do you do if you're bullied? Okay. Easy. Cease communication immediately. Even if you have to hang up if you're on the phone or get an excuse to run out to the bathroom, the longer you allow someone to hold your attention, the more their contempt grows for you. So you can't put up with it. Let's underscore that. That is so important. What you yep. said, you cannot by tolerating contempt, yep. you exponentially grow the contempt mm-hmm. because they have contempt for you. For tolerating the contempt. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? They not only have contempt for you, but then they have contempt for you for tolerating the contempt for you. It's, 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 it's sick <laughs> and it's sad. And it's, it's hard because, well, if you, when you're trying to get away from it, and again, think of it like energy, it's aggressive energy. So mm-hmm. it can pop up, bubble up. It can also dissipate. It can bubble up and go away. It's very important that you get away. Now, somebody who's, I'm thinking of, you know, a past relationship that helped fuel my fire for this book, that Mm -hmm. person may follow you into the other room and follow Mm -hmm. you out the door. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give a caveat here because they're not Mm -hmm. happy when you, you have a right to walk away. You have Mm -hmm. a right to say no, but it could escalate things very quickly. So I want to just tell you, you are responsible for your own safety and well-being. So if you feel as though if you do that, you're in danger, you make that call. Don't just yeah. blindly follow what we're saying here because That's it right. depends on the situation. Uh, you know, are you alone? <laughs> are there people watching? You know, do you have what have does this person uh really unstable right now. You know, we are animals. Mm -hmm. You have to read the signals and sign. And I had a particular episode with my, my 
partner that, you know, in the past where I could see the, in his eyes and you've heard this before. I know you've all heard this before. He had crazy eyes. He was no longer seeing me. He had crazy eyes. He'd gone, you know, it's almost like uh, this, you know, they say the light, the windows window to the soul, like the soul isn't there anymore. They're just in black rage. Not the time. Now, not the time to sit there and, and use techniques. It's the time to get yourself safe. Well, there is a there is a technique. Well, leaving is a technique. Just get out of yes. there. That's a technique yes. that we so we don't want to downplay that. Getting uh, making distance you between can, you and that person, yes. if you possibly can, you do it. And you know, going back to the word energy, sometimes that energy does. Obviously, it shows itself in the rage at the, the way they sound, the words they use, and all of that. But energy can be communicated simply by closeness. Yes, the physical closeness that they bring to you. Even if they're mild speaking, da, 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 the energy and the anger that that they have inside of them, you can feel it. That energy emanates from them and you will pick it up. So don't be mistaken that just because you're not hearing loud voicing and screaming, that it's not bullying. It could very well be bullying of a different sort. Well, so if- I, I, I hate to bring this up again, but it's such a good example. And Dennis, it, it's the Trump. If you remember with Trump, a lot of people were giving into Trump because they were so fearful of his backlash. They were so fearful of what he might do to them if they didn't give in to them. So if you are thinking, I just want peace and I'm going to get it that way, just know that that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you need it, we're trying to stay away with from politics as much as we can in, in our, in our programs, but obviously politics has a lot of manipulation within it. And it is easy for us to get examples of that. So we're trying not to do politics, but some examples. Just well, it's be a behavior. Forget about politics. He Trump was very, very effective Easy at example. manipulation. I mean, there's no question about it. He was yeah. masterful. He is masterful he at is, it, period, yeah. period. All right. So now let's get back to this. Now, what if you can't get away? Okay. What if you can't get out of the room? You can't leave. What do you do? Well, we're going to introduce a technique to you for handling this bullying tactic. We call this technique rope-a-dope. Rope-a-dope. Here's what happens. You allow yourself to take all the attacking tactics of the manipulator. Verbal, not physical. Hello. No, no, no never Let's physical. Very clear. Of course, we want, we, I, think, I hope we've made that clear from you. If it's a physical threat, just get out. Well, I don't want anybody to yeah, have yeah, any no, we don't, misunderstand. Don't, never mistake that. But if it's a verbal attack that you're undergoing, rope-a-dope will help you. You allow yourself to, to pretend like you're taking the attack. Just let them do it. Don't attempt let to it wash you. over you. Don't argue back. If you do, by the way, it's only going to add fuel and fire yep. that allows them to think that you it's want what to they want. engage with it. Yeah, they'd love to have you engage. Do not do that. And your, your natural inclination may be to defend yourself. Don't do that. In this particular situation. No matter what they say. It's not going to work. Because it's no going what. to get worse before it gets better. Once they don't get a reaction from you, the stakes go up. They yeah, say more yeah, yeah. cruel things, more vicious yeah. things, more yeah. personal things. What do we mean we by rope a dope? Why do we call this rope a dope? Okay. It has to do with boxing, I think. Yes, right? it does. And for those of you who may and, or may um, not remember or know about Muhammad Ali, 
he was obviously one of the, maybe the greatest boxer that ever lived. I mean, he was incredible. He had a technique called rope-a-dope. And I mean, he was a phenomenal boxer, but he was also very smart. And he would just cover himself up and lay up against the ropes that allow the other guy to beat on him and hit him and beat on him. And, and he'd cover up his head so he didn't get too hurt. He, and he would lay against the rope and he would do this for, for a round after round, making the other guy think, I got him now, I got him now. And he didn't do a thing. He just let him take it there. Don't let it go. He called this technique rope-a-dope. Now, what happened? And this is how we're connecting it to what we're talking about. Eventually... The other guy who was throwing all these punches and thinking he got him would tire out, would realize this isn't working. As soon as Muhammad Ali felt that, that he was, the opponent was tiring out, he would pop up like Popeye, <laughs> like that's just that spinach, and he'd start banging away at the, and he ultimately would win. Okay, now how do we apply this? Yes, um, how do we? Because again, we're not talking about <laughs> physical aggression here. We're no, talking no, about no. verbal aggression. It works the same way, Robin. <laughs> it's the same thing. I know. Now, what this does is it, it, you keep taking it. You feel like you keep taking it and taking it. Your inclination is going to want to defend yourself. Don't do it. Just allow yourself to take it. What's happening here is that your manipulator will think that they have control of your mind, your emotions. They think they have control of the, this is a really important phrase, the momentum of the moment. They think they are controlling things right then. This rope-a-dope can be hard to do because you want to defend yourself. But applying this te technique requires patience, self-control, a bit of a poker face. And when you are convinced that your bully has worn himself out or herself out, just like with the boxer, when Muhammad Ali was sure that the other guy was tired, you begin your responses. Now, you do it with a strong counter to the points that they've made. You must find the right time to use this technique because your manipulator may see if you rebut too soon, they think, oh, good, you want to get into it? All right, you want to answer me back? Okay. They think that you're doing it. You don't want to do that. So You want to be very succinct. You don't want to refute everything they said. Nope. You want to have nope. a clear, succinct statement. Hold back quietly. Wait for the sign of their manipulators tiring and come back with a strong voice, tight face, stiff body language. Raise your volume a little bit in short sentences that let the manipulator know you will not tolerate this type of treatment. Now, if you're uncomfortable, give specific consequences for the occurrence. Reasonable, as, as reasonably as you can say it, you'd say, if you talk to me like that again, this conversation is over. And then leave the room. Hang up or and hang up. If you can, if you can. You it have to execute on the consequence when you deliver it. This yes, is very course. important. Yeah. The second you don't, you've given an ultimatum like that and you don't deliver, nope, you, you have created more gremlins. Because if you don't re respond like that, they think that, that you want to engage or they think that they've gotten more control over you. So, as we said, allow them to empty their bullying ammunition. And when you detect that they're slowing down the attack, then you respond just as we suggested. You know, who is really, really good at this, Dennis. And I don't mm. think I've told you this before. My dad. Mm. So my dad was... And, you know, and I just realized this, Muhammad Ali was his absolute hero. Oh, my goodness. So 
Val, my mother, would go after him and attack him, crazy verbal, screaming, yelling, and even picked up things and threw them at him. And I remember my dad would just sit there as calm as calm could be. Sometimes he was at work when she would just bust in and do it. But he just never, ever raised his voice. He never overreacted. It would happen exactly what you said. He would get really tired and exhausted. I mean, she would get really tired and exhausted. And my dad would say something really calm, like, we can talk about this later. Mm -hmm. Or Val, not now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, as I got older, I was like, dad, what in the heck, man, yeah. how do you do that? And he's like, there's no point. What am I going to do? It, it, it's yeah. just going to make it worse. There's no point. And he also knew being male and her being female. Cause a lot of times, you know, we talk about the other way around. Sure. He knew that anything he did, my dad was a, was an all-American football player. He was solid beefcake muscle he could have taken her out or, or just really scared her to death. And he mm-hmm. knew that would work against him. So I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. Great role yeah. modeling for this yeah. technique. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great story and a great uh, example of exactly what we're talking about. So remember that whenever this happens, it, it doesn't always, it's not always going to be uh, physical or like, you know, angry like that. Sometimes it'll be very mellow sort of sounding, but you know, it's always pathos. It always creates a bad feeling, it gives off a bad feeling. That's pathos. It always gives that off. But, you know, you remember, Robin, remember the old <laughs> statement that you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Same thing here. No matter whether it's loud and scary or soft, and it's still bullying. Don't tolerate it. If you can, get away from it immediately. Let's talk about name calling. That's good. That's a good Let's one. That often do, is accompanied by bullying, by the way. It's obviously name calling. We're not talking about really obvious, you know, bitch, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's really yeah. obvious. We're talking about nuance. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe Dennis is, Dennis has got an older sister and he's asked her a number of times not to call him Denny, but she just keeps calling him Denny, Denny. This doesn't happen to him, by the way, but if it did, it may be a way of diminishing you, right? It's a subtle way and it's cloaked in this, oh, but I think you're cute. Mm-hmm. So it can be very subtle, this name calling. And I, I, I've often heard name calling. This, this sounds odd, Robin, but I think this is name calling too. When somebody will say something, uh, you're having a conversation and they say, oh, oh, you're just like your father. You know, yes, that's, that's absolutely. That and that is very manipulative, right? Especially if you've tried your whole life not to be like him. Yeah, it's a it's a big jab. That is definitely falls in the bucket of name calling. So we want you to be aware of that and yeah. call it what it is. Yeah. Call it out. If you're going to call me names, this conversation mm-hmm. is over. Mm-hmm. And we can put that into ethos, pathos, and logos language. Can't I mean, we so, do this? I, I really, let me be trite for just a minute, and I warn you, I'm going to be trite, folks. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, they do. <laughs> they mean? can. They can. They can. But don't allow it. That's our point. You are in control of that. You must have a defensive, if you will, mindset. You do not deserve those name-calling incidents. You don't deserve it and you shouldn't take it. 
and you don't have to take it. Now, these are name calling is very commonly used with other tactics like bullying or blame or whatever. It's often used that way. So, it's very, uh, very childish and immature. Let's look at the techniques for a moment. If you have someone who's doing name calling with you, now remember ethos, pathos, and logos here. You're looking at how do I stop this person? Now, if it's an ethos person, a pathos, a logos person, this is what you say. Okay. So if your manipulator is an ethos person, you can say, why well, I'm surprised someone with your intellect would stoop to name calling. It seems beneath you. And the next time you call me a name, by the way, this conversation will end abruptly. You see, it's kind of respectful and formal because that's the way they think they are, but that's how you'll reach them. If your manipulator is a pathos person, you know, it's very emotional, you can say, you must be feeling bad about yourself to use name calling to make your point. Jeez. Next time you call me a name, you know what? This conversation is over. Once again, you say these things with determination. Now, if your person, your manipulator is a logos person based in logic and they think they're very logical, you can say, you know, it's very ineffective to use name calling as an as anything when referring to an adult. And the next time you call me a name, this conversation will end immediately. Okay. So you say it determined, but very calm, very logos. That Set way. the boundary. Yep. You make the rules. Yep, you do. All right. Let's touch on public humiliation. This mm-hmm. has been uh, just, just a very juicy episode today. Public humiliation is a powerful tactic. It works almost, I want to say, across the board with all humans because mm. there seems to be this deep fear. I would say the fear is even worse than death, public humiliation, because mm. you know Dennis and I are communication coaches and we coach a lot of people about fear of speaking when they're giving presentations but I, I think it's not fear of speaking. It's fear of public humiliation, fear of embarrassment. So the deeper your fear of embarrassment, the more somebody can control you. So those are inversely related. So if you are somebody who gets embarrassed very easily, you are definitely an easy, easy target. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but disconnecting from, I, I've always said embarrassment is a choice, just like all feelings are a choice. You can choose to be embarrassed or choose not to be embarrassed. One thing mm-hmm. I can tell you, you can bank on 100% all day long is people only care about themselves all the time. They're only thinking about themselves. They're only caring about themselves. Especially so let's, manipulators, especially manipulators. That's their thing. Right. But I mean, generally speaking with humans, like, for example, like, let's say you pass gas in yoga class, you know, and you you, the whole time you're thinking, oh, my God, I hope I never do this. When that happens, people are only thinking, oh, my God, I'm so glad that wasn't me. That's really their first thought. I'm just so glad that wasn't me. I'm so glad that didn't happen to me. You know, they're Mm -hmm. thinking about themselves. So I'm just by saying that I'm hoping that helps a bit toward realizing, just knowing that you have a choice whether to be embarrassed or not be embarrassed, because all these things happen to people all the time, but everybody's really just going along thinking about themselves. Now, the reason why I want you to reduce your sensitivity to public humiliation, because so that you can reduce your ability to be manipulated. You know, the easy way to do, to, to refuse it. Well, let's, let's, let me give a little rhyme here. 
The easy way to diffuse it is to refuse it. You know what I mean? Yes. Refuse it. Yes. Prepare your mindset for this tactic. Be ready to refuse humiliation no matter what happens. Just be prepared for it. And but your manipulator being... is going to test. It's oh, gonna, yes. They're going to test you. Oh, yeah. And they're going to throw things out there. They're going to watch you like a hawk for your micro expressions. Yep, yep, yep. Look, th- these things are not easy to do that we're saying. They're easy to say, but they're not easy to do. And we understand that. And it's going to take you time. And it's going to take you practice and probably some failure. But they do work. And these are things that you can use in the moment of momentum that you think that they're in control. You will be in control. And a lot, a lot has to do with your mindset and the way that you're thinking about all of this. So I think it might be time for our media moment. Good, good. You have something for us today, Robin. What's the media moment that we're focused on today, Robin? The R&D media moment. It's going to be brief, but it has to do with, I've linked it into public humiliation, actually, which is Amber Heard just recently did an interview on, is a follow-up interview after the whole court case and everything. And she talked about being on Johnny Depp's private plane and him kicking her. But the interesting thing to me about it was, was she told the story and she wasn't focused on the fact that he kicked her. She was focused on the fact that everybody saw. So what was horrifying to her was that public humiliation, that embarrassment, that it was being revealed in a public situation what she was tolerating in that relationship. And that to me was a perfect example of how public humiliation works to control. And if you haven't heard it yet, you can listen to that and note that I would think you'd be more focused on being kicked, but no, she was very focused on how embarrassing it was. Well, she's at a point now where she's, and this is very freeing. She's put everything out there. Everything's been run through and there's a freedom to that. And that's actually what helped me with public humiliation. Cause it was my mom's tool of choice. When I was a junior high in high school is when I realized that it was a power tool. I decided I wasn't going to be embarrassed anymore. I wasn't going to let her have that power over me and you can do it too. And with that, I think we're wrapping up. Yes, we we have focused on four really tough, and I mean physically, psychologically tough tactics today that manipulators use all the time. Bullying, blame, public humiliation, and uh, what was the other one we did today? Name calling. Name calling, of course. What's wrong with you? Are you some kind of loser, Dennis? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, love her. I love the example. I accept it. And now I have to get away. And that's what we're saying to you. Get away. Don't put up with these kind of things. They are not you. They are tactics being used against you to try to control the you, the capital Y-O-U. Do not allow it. When you need to, you get away. Stop the conversation immediately if you can get out. Otherwise, you say, look, if you talk to me like that again, this conversation is over. Those are some really key things to remember from what we've been talking about today for these these four particular tactics. They're unpleasant, they're ugly, but they're very, very common and often used together or in combination with some of the other things that we'll be talking about as we go along in the series. In so the next hope- episode, 
in the next episode, we should talk about it. We'll talk about a couple of more. We're going to talk about. We're talking about how humor hurts. Oh, yes. how Now, there's an interesting thing because sometimes, interesting because we'll talk about this next time. Sometimes bullying or name calling can be done in a kind of a humorous way. Oh, that's in the next episode. So join us if you can. In the meantime, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate your being here. I'm Dr. Dennis Becker. She's Robin Kalinsky. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time. Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.